Welcome to Holistic Ambition, where we talk with visionary leaders who are redefining what it means to be ambitious. We cover ways you can live with more well-being, meaning, and fun in your career, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Stephanie Toma, life coach for ambitious professionals and author of Confident Introvert. Let us dive right in, shall we? Let's talk about energy work. So this is something that on the down low, I have been asked about because I've been more or less curious about it, involved in it, receiving it on multiple ends of the spectrum for the better part of a decade. So in this episode, we're going to go over a few different modalities that I am the most familiar with. So that includes energy clearing, energy healing, chakra balancing, Reiki, soul retrieval, aura reading, and human design. So I started out my journey with energy in an entry point that is quite common. Maybe this has been your entry point as well, meditation. So I began more formally meditating in 2012. I would do day-long retreats at the Spirit Rock Meditation Center in Marin County, California. Um, At the time, they had discounted rates if you were under 25. So yeah, it it was one of those situations where I would show up to this retreat center. There would be a a theme of the day. It could be grief. It could be love. It could be, uh, you know, just like any particular theme. And you would come prepared with a journal and maybe there would be some eye gazing. There would certainly be a, a lot of time spent inward, closed eyes meditating or even walking in nature. They have, you know, beautiful piece of land maybe uh, with eyes downcast, directing your energy and attention to the natural elements around you. And oftentimes when I would close my eyes, um, even before I started meditating, I would see this deep color purple. And it was so common. I never really thought much of it until I learned more about what that could mean. So more on that later. But now let's kind of fast forward several years. It's 2017. And I attended my first Burning Man experience, totally sober, substance-free for the most part. (laughs) And uh, so basically there was one situation in which there were zero substances in my system. And a woman walks up to me, I'm lying down in stargazing, looking up at the sky, um, just really curious about... um, you know, what this whole experience is that I'm in, trying to let my mind kind of <laughs> go a little bit and just be present with the magical, beautiful absurdity that is that experience in the desert. <laughs> uh, and this woman cloaked, looking like a sort of elf uh, or like a m- sort of magician or something comes up to me and she asks, may I? And intuitively I say yes without thinking. And she places her hands hovering above my head. And, you know, this, this time I'm in a place where people oftentimes go to grieve. It's the temple uh, that is then burnt at the end, along with the burning man. So anyway, there was a lot of energy moving around and I could feel, it felt like warm water coursing through my body from the top of my head, warm water flowing, not, I didn't feel physically wet. It was inside, (laughs) inside of my body. And I just kind of relaxed into it. And I was so happy that I said yes <laughs> and took a chance on, on that. And then I don't know how long it had been, but 
you know, she ended up sort of then leaving and, and the experience was over. I didn't know what it was, but I knew, ooh, I really liked that. Uh, there was it was there was a sort of coldness by contrast even in the desert after she had left. <laughs> uh, so then I want to say it was within a year, maybe six months later, I go to a women's circle in San Francisco and it just so happened to be in my neighborhood in Noe Valley. It was led by a wonderful woman, Michelle Wellington, who I believe still hosts things, uh, maybe virtually more so these days. And I saw that there were two open seats and I felt a pull towards one seat over the other. I plopped myself down in that seat and begin speaking with this woman next to me. And she mentions that she is in the process of training to be a Reiki practitioner and asks if I would like to have a session with her. I immediately say yes. <laughs> it feels very aligned. And uh, she's all, so this is Michelle. Michelle the Mystic is what she's known as on Instagram. And anyway, I had the session with her and I immediately realized this is what happened to Burning Man. <laughs> it was Reiki. It was a, a form of energy healing that focuses on your internal body um, and your auric field. There are lots of different components. Um, and you know when you do Reiki, we'll go into more about the different energy centers in a bit, but I ended up after that session hiring her for a series of clearings. I did it every week for three months. So anyone that is involved in Reiki will let you know that you need to be prepared for anything that is not aligned to shift out of your life. So it's very, it's likely that if your life is not in a great state, maybe you want to go ahead and do Reiki if you don't mind things falling away from your life. However, if you're really enjoying so many aspects of your life, but you're like, wait a second, is this actually in the highest alignment? Then you could still do a bunch of Reiki and it may, it could bring on a hard time, right? It's what you're inviting in is change and clearing. And and openness to being in that space of being in between. So certainly uh, certain friendships didn't make it past that three-month mark. Uh, and there weren't even blow-ups. It, it wasn't this sort of violent thing. It was more under the radar. It was quiet. It was unspoken. It was known. And then in 2018, I went to Bali and I ended up doing this it was a yoga nidra sort of sound bath led by a shaman. And at that point in time, again, uh, sort of dipping my toes in spirituality, the bulk of my experience had been meditation, uh, but I felt called to try out this event. Uh, I, I think that I was walking down the, you know, kind of sort of rugged streets of Bali and Abood and someone gave a flyer, oh, here's a class at this yoga studio. And it was happening shortly after. So as you do, you follow the call. It's great to not have too much of an itinerary when in Bali. <clears throat> so then as I was in that sound bath experience, I ended up seeing a variety of colors during the experience, just with my eyes closed. So, um, you know, I saw violet, I saw an indigo sort of deep purple, the kind that I normally see when I meditate. And then I saw blue, green, yellow, orange, red, and I didn't know it at the time, but those are the colors of our chakras, our energy centers that correlate with different colors. So if you were to start with the tippy top, that violet shade is called your crown. It's your connection with your higher power. The indigo deep purple is your third eye, your premonition, intuition. Uh, 
blue is your throat chakra. Uh, it comes down to like, are you speaking your truth? If there's a blockage, then maybe you're not. Uh, and then your the green is your heart center. And, and that typically, it, you can tell when people are speaking from the heart, you know, that's sort of where that comes from. And then yellow is called your solar plexus, which is your power center. So if you are fully in your power and it's not going to be a scream, it's not going to be a whisper, it's just going to be really authentic and feeling just really sort of good for you, then, you know, that's what your solar plexus is. Then orange is your sacral chakra, which is where your creativity, your sexuality and the light sort of comes from. As you get lower in the chakras, you, you become more and more grounded. And that brings us to the last one, the red one, which is your root chakra. And that is the ultimate sense of being rooted and grounded no matter where you are. So, you know, I'll talk about a modality in a bit that really sort of let me know more about my specific energy centers and other people's. Uh, it's called human design. So that's another foreshadowing. We're going to be doing a bit of that in this episode. And now let's move on to 2019. So in 2019, that's when I became acquainted with aura readings. You may have seen a really popular sort of Instagram trends where people were getting pictures with their auras represented in the photos. So I came across a woman, I believe at an event, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm very well evented and she was actually known. Oh, I know exactly where it was. Actually, it was at the Awaken Society. They've since turned virtual, but they used to be an in-person spiritual women's event uh, sort of platform. And yeah, her name is Yosh, and she also makes amazing perfumes. But anyway, so she was doing aura readings. And I remember I was at this event, the this the holiday party, and I knew out of all the offerings, I'm like, oh, I want to get my aura read. That is something that I haven't done, and I feel super curious about it. The thing is, it this party was held in a mansion in San Francisco. And I couldn't find the room that she was in. It wasn't clearly marked. And I really was like, okay, it's not lost on me. It, I need to just relax into if I'm going to meet this woman. It may happen. It may not. So I relax and I go get some cacao, which I like to call spiritual hot chocolate. It's my favorite. It's typically low to no sugar, usually actually no sugar at all. Maybe there's a, a chocolate that's from Peru or somewhere. And um, it it's more or less good vibes if we're keeping it high level. And anyway, I was getting a rose cacao. Uh, and while I was in line, this woman behind me says, oh, could, would you mind getting me a cup? I'm so exhausted. I was just reading back-to-back -back auras. And then immediately I said, I'm like, yeah, happy to get you a cup. And whenever you feel ready, I would actually love a reading with you. And then she said, oh my gosh, I'm picking up on so much right now. Let's go right now. <laughs> so anyway, there, um, you know, certainly there are colors uh, so that was my first aura reading, but I have, I have gotten a couple of others with different types of healers since, and the colors that tend to be in my field for the most part are a hot pink and uh, a deeper purple. So again, that deeper purple that I see when I close my eyes and hot pink, I was really drawn to that as a kid. Maybe that's my inner child being like, Hey, <laughs> we're still here. Uh, and it, interestingly enough, a lot of people that I gravitated towards, in terms of professional mentorship, their brand colors tended to be this pink and deep purple. And even friends that I make in the space that have a business or a personal brand, 
I'm, I oftentimes see that those are colors that they gravitate towards as well. So it can be really interesting, the synchronicities that you are able to observe when you have this information. So then I did end up inviting her uh, to do an event and, and read my friend's auras. You know, she had an, a pad of paper and she would color in different symbols, different colors, and let you know about, um, you know, even in, in a metaphoric language, sort of things that, she, that were coming up for her about your energy and maybe what you could let go of, what you could call in, all that sort of thing. And around the same time, this is when I started diving into a spiritual modality called human design. So it's essentially, it's a mix of so many different modalities in one, uh, you know, ancient Chinese medicine, Kabbalah, and so on. And the idea is that it was channeled by this guy, I'm going to butcher his name, Raj, in the 1970s. So you need to look at that story, and it's up to you whether you believe it or not. However, regardless of whether you believe that people can channel information, it is interesting to think that he that there's a person who could write a whole book and not actually understand what they wrote <laughs> and maybe need to rewrite or reread what they wrote to have a greater understanding of it. And the fact that there were so many modalities that were infused into the book that he wrote that are actually real and ancient <laughs> and you know recorded in, in other ways. So... Um, anyway, I decided to do my chart. You can find yours on humandesignamerica.org. Um, there, you know, just Google it. You're going to find a place where you can plug in your information. And I learned about different energy centers of mine that are more open or filled. You know, it, rule of thumb is if they're open, you're more susceptible to being influenced by other people's energy. If they're if the energy center is filled in with a color, then that means that you're more likely going to experience your own, you know, emotion or whatever. So for example, you know, I'll share that, uh, for example, my throat chakra is filled in, my heart chakra is filled in. Uh, it doesn't mean that I can't empathize or understand other people's hearts or, or what they're saying. But when I speak, it's from my truth. When I feel an extra amount of love, it's actually coming from me. I'm not necessarily taking on other people's stuff as maybe I could or would in other areas that are totally open. And in 2020, I had a soul retrieval. So this is kind of like, whoa, you're seeing the gradations of getting more and more into just opening up to this world of energy. And it was remotely with a shaman. <laughs> this is when I first began my digital nomad journey in November 2020. I was um, in a room in Boston <laughs> and I had, there was no video, there was just audio. I was referred to this person um, by my business coach at the time, actually. And yeah, what ended up happening was, it, you know, the estimate was it'll be one hour, maybe two, it was three hours. And one of the most notable parts of the experience was I was lying down and I could hear some drumming. It was a very involved ceremonial activity. And then all of a sudden, my body involuntarily jerked up. And it was clear to me, oh, okay, <laughs> the process has begun. Like, is my soul not in my body anymore? Maybe, probably. And the idea in doing a soul retrieval is you, your spirit is essentially with a shaman through different dimensions. Stay with me here to find pieces of yourself that retreated or are stuck, 
usually because of traumatic events. And we're all very familiar with trauma these days, um, especially for in personal growth, where it could be something that was just traumatic for you. It could be something that is objectively traumatizing, maybe something violent in nature, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, I wonder if you can relate. I personally have experiences of memories of looking down, having an aerial view of things happening to me at certain stages of my life and kind of that being a little bit normalized at the time by me. And certainly, you know, it's not something that I brought up to the um, adults in my life. I didn't really want further judgment from them. Um, and also, I didn't want my reality questioned even more than it already was because I was like, yeah, that's definitely happening. I mean, it's weird that I feel like I'm in the corner of the room, you know, sometimes, but I was I was like, you know, it seems to be serving me right now. I'm just going to roll with it. It's going to be something that I know within myself that I don't need validation from other people about. So anyway, during that experience, uh, yeah, there, there were certain scenes that the shaman described in detail that were reminiscent of certain things that I do recall um, from past experiences. And the idea is to welcome those childhood or teenage pieces of you that are kind of stuck. They're like, oh, this wasn't safe. Bye. Like I'm going out of body and they just don't come back to your body. You're calling them back and you're saying it's safe now. And you go through a period of welcoming them home, certainly in that event uh, of the soul retrieval. And then after um, there's, there's a really great book. I'll put it in the show notes or definitely. Um, yeah. That, that has to do with soul retrieval that I also read in preparation of my session. And yeah, if we go into 2021, I can't really think of many groundbreaking energy things. It was more of a continuation where um, I was getting energy healings at this point uh, and energy clearings regularly um, as I traveled all the time uh, with uh, one of my friends actually, who is really gifted in both reading energy and clearing it. And then in 2022, I came across uh, the work of Sonia Choquette. She is an expert in intuition. And I really became focused on harnessing my own intuition even more because it's great to have mentors, but there comes a time when it's possible that you could be giving away your power and not rooting into your own. I'm really careful in my own practice to guide people and to not create dependency. However, I have had mentors that are on all ends of the spectrum. <laughs> but ultimately, you know, you need to take ownership of the people that you allow into your life and the boundaries that you will set. So anyway, while I was still receiving mentorship in various aspects of my life, I was really focused on um, taking at least a few months where actually I took a break from mentorship and I focused on fine-tuning my intuition. And, you know, even before that experience, I was having prophetic dreams and, um, and even getting information in a dream that I could use the next day, like a number would pop up or some, you know, in inclination, and it would actually serve me specifically in a scenario the next day. And I would kind of get a ping like, oh yeah, this is, this is from that dream. And it became a sort of dialogue. And, you know, when you are tapped in, synchronicities happen time and time again, and life feels so much more fun. So 
there's a lot more depth that we could go into. If you have questions, I, I would encourage you to comment them. Uh, if anything stood out to you, then let me know about that as well. But just to review, we've gone over a few different energy modalities that I have increasing familiarity with um, it, when it comes to energy clearing, energy healing, chakra balancing, Reiki, soul retrieval, and aura readings. Thank you for tuning in to Holistic Ambition. This is Stephanie Toma saying goodbye for now and inviting you to take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time.